Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. All right, we're going to concentrate on the positive things this morning. Uh, One of the things I think that happened this past week was the James Webb Space Telescope and the pictures that it sent back. Uh, It's doing all the work that Hubble had done for years, but at a much more advanced uh, stage. This this telescope is fascinating to me. Literally, we are seeing light that has been traveling in our direction for 13 or 14 billion years. Now, considering that light travels at, what is it, 186,000 feet per second or miles? Is it miles or feet? Well, you're asking the wrong person, but I can Google that. Let's Google that. I I believe that light travels at a ridiculous speed of, I don't know why that's escaping me at the moment. Here it comes. The speed of light is... The speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. There you go. Miles, not even feet. 186,000 miles per second. The reason I caught myself there was, as a kid, I was taught, if you turn a flashlight on and off in a second, that light could have traveled around the Earth seven times. Okay. All of these numbers are kind of making my head spin. That's and we're the, just getting rolling. That's what they used to tell us when I, when I was a kid. So light travels at 186,000 miles per second. That is the speed of light. At that speed, it took that light 14 billion years to get here. Think about that kind of distance. It's it's almost incomprehensible. And I'm wondering if there's a diagram that, shh, like, I do better with visuals. Yeah. So I would really like to see someone draw this but you, for but me. They can't. I know, but just like show me what we're seeing right on this telescope and then give me an arrow to earth and then show me how many miles that is. Well, here here's the deal, and you've heard this, they've been talking about this all week, but if you were to take one single grain of sand, mm-hmm. put it on the tip of your finger and hold it up against the sky. <laughs> That's that, what we're looking at. That represents our galaxy. It's too much. Well, that there is there is obviously no end. It is infinite, right? And don't they don't the scientists think that with these initial images that they've captured that they're going to start to get a better understanding of the beginnings of our universe? Of, of course, yeah. And they believe. I mean, there are learned scientists that work for NASA, MIT guys. And they straight out asked them, will this lead, ultimately, is this the first step in us finding intelligent life elsewhere? And they're, the answer yep. from these guys is yes. <gasps> we, they're, they're, you, It's impossible. Well, not it's not impossible because people, there's people that live it in today's world, people believe anything. But you have to know now and understand that there is no way we are the only ones in existence. Now, whatever else is out there, we don't know. But but 
I can tell you when you start to think about how vast things are, you you have to understand that we're not it. Totally. I mean, it's it's impossible. They've already discovered planets that have cloud cover, which tells them there is vapor, which is requires liquid. So an atmosphere. Yeah. So I mean, it's I'm I've always been fascinated with space. It I is too. it is the last frontier. I've always so. I've always been fascinated by space as well, and it's a crying shame we don't have a telescope. Well, you I think you, you did gonna, mention I'm that I'm going to tell Santa that our family needs a telescope. We we have we certainly have the spot on top of the ravine here to get out we in the, an open backyard, and if you want to get out there and have a look, I think the kids would love that too. And it is it is crazy to think about how tiny we are. I think the combination of these photos and all of the science behind it here here's a mind-boggling statistic for you, or a fact. 100 years ago, they believed that our galaxy, even not universe, was was it. Right. And now they realize that it's, it, I mean, it's so small and insignificant, it doesn't mean anything. So that, when you really stop and think about that piece of information, you're like, what could be out there? Well, the, it, let your imagination run right? wild. Like because civilizations and planets. If and- you think about it, as far as they've gone, as far as they can even speculate that existence is, it even goes beyond that. Yeah. And things that we don't, we, we, we have no idea. You know, and it's weird that there are still people that believe that the earth is only 10 or 12,000 years old. It's not it. No, it's, it's not, not a thing. It's not it. It's not a thing. It's not a thing at all. But just seeing the pictures, it really, I mean, if you just try to ponder for a moment what's out there. And I think these pictures combined with the last five years of them talking, finally releasing this information mm-hmm. of, uh, what do they call them? Unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP versus UFOs. Is that what Why they're calling they them now? It? I don't. Well, I think that they there was a stigma oh. attached to UFO, but now with, little, you just I just picture like little flying saucers with green right, eyes in them. Right, right. Well, that's what a lot of people did for <laughs> years. But when the United States Navy and you know these guys, these are. Listen, if you watch the interviews with these guys, they've been seeing them for years and they've just been told not to talk about it, right? And now with the recent footage that they have because of our advanced technology in some of our, our you know, fifth generation fighter planes, they've tracked them and caught them on radar and and pilots have made visual contact. But they haven't that. identified what they, they don't. Are. They have no idea because they move at such a rate and... I mean, it's it's they. I mean, these guys talk tracked them from eighty thousand feet, which is you know twice the distance of the top airline travel down to the ocean level, and they travel that in a split second. <sighs> and they can somehow have figured out when flying around military aircraft, they 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 know where everything's going, which is really weird. So you are much more. Um adept at science than me. <laughs> well, I just, and I like science. I follow it. I like science a lot. I just have a hard time fully so wrapping I. my head around it. So do I. So can you explain 
bending time and space. I cannot. You can't? I know. Oh, I was hoping you could. Well, I can tell you this. It is going to require an incredible amount of energy, and they know that, and they don't know how to harness that kind of energy. Gravity, I think, is 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 the bit. You'll hear scientists, when they talk about uh, traveling at that distance, it's, it's a matter of creating and overcoming and be, I would say overcoming and being able and being able to create your own gravity. So I, I've heard of, I, and a, a lot of people have probably heard this. The idea behind it is if you were to stick a bowling ball on a mattress, you've heard this, right? No, tell like, it to me. On, on a bed mattress. And you were to stick your fist down in the middle mm-hmm. of the mattress and you push hard and that, bend in the mattress would require that bowling ball to flow to the center part. Mm-hmm. That's the the concept of the energy that they're trying to create. But that mattress is, is all of existence and space as we know it, the, the actual fabric of space. Mm-hmm. So how do you bend and get that to fold? So rather than travel from point A to point B, you just bring point A and point B together, folding it over. That like a, so like a space taco. So, and and now <laughs> right, right, exactly. Now knowing how vast right. things are, try to comprehend it's, that kind of energy. It's baffling. And right. but we don't know that someone else hasn't figured that out. In another galaxy. Universe. You know what I mean, though? Does that sound like yeah. a, a crazy thing? Am I getting into, like, alien conspiracies? No, no it, well, it's it for a while there, everybody called these people nut jobs, right? But we are... What, they ge- call them nut jobs? Yeah, we are getting <laughs> a glimpse into the beginnings of our universe. And this is the first time we're really getting this, this look at it. So, you know... When you talk about the heavens, right? This is we're getting a deep look. And it makes you wonder what is out there. It does. And it, it and I think for a lot of organized religion, this kind of throws a monkey wrench into the beliefs that they've had for centuries uh-huh. and thousands of years. And that's what scares people, right? Because you can't deny science, right? It's there. You can't say that it doesn't exist, and we're getting a look at it now. Right. And, like, growing up, I was super, I, I was really interested in, like, the stars and the constellations and the moon and space. But I grew up Catholic, and, like, that is a very much different teaching than science. Right, and right stars and space and moon. So I didn't really dig into it a lot like I would have well, liked I, to. I grew up in a, you know, in a small town on the, near the Canadian border in the state of Minnesota. And the church that I grew up in preached that the earth was about 10 to 12,000 mm-hmm. years old. That is, I mean, through carbon dating and a plethora of other science, right. they know that that is absolutely not true. This is because in the grand hundreds, scheme, that's hundred, not very long. Hundreds of millions, if right. not billions, of years old. And then that makes you wonder, like, how many times? 
Yeah. Have we been here before? Well, that's the thing because you, you know we we went from horseback to putting a man on the moon in less than a hundred years. Right. So it's like, did it really take that long for cells to develop for them to eventually become humans, and then our brains just developed really fast? What? Or have we have we been here and wrecked this? whole thing before <laughs> did we or did something right you know like a meteor strike or something what catastrophic event ended the dinosaurs existence it's interesting i mean honestly it's i mean just, all, all of that whole world but science is slowly and but the, now I, I think the exciting thing about now is they are making leaps and mm-hmm. bounds the technology is and just... we're really seeing it and I'm, and I'm excited for the future and what it's going to bring and it raises all of these questions. And by the way, we're going to, I can't wait to bring people in because it's about to happen. Do we know anybody who's. Well, I'll find I them. was just going to say, I do we know anybody smarter than us? Yes, we know everybody is smarter <laughs> than us. I know that. Literally. Funny. Um, oh, I got to tell this funny story quick oh, to that point. Um, when I was in college freshman year, I went to Winona State and I signed up for my science credit um, was an astronomy class. Yeah. And I was so excited and I got to class the first day and they started in on like physics and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is not the class. And so I like double check. Yep. I did sign up for this class. I thought I was taking astrology. Right. (laughs) Like Leo, cancer, Virgo. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I guarantee you there's a lot of people. That would have probably made that exact same mistake. And yes, astrology has to do with the stars, but it's different than astronomy. But you know how people have mocked? Again, that's another another one of those uh, things that they just was like, they, they wrote it off as just... Astrology? N- n- yeah, nonsense. But looking... Don't tell that to a Leo. I know, but look, look, but if looking at what we know now and, and seeing, yeah, it, it makes you wonder what... If you start digging into like interdimensional stuff, yeah, then it really starts to it warp your mind. And it's just like like math and numbers and like how everything comes back to numbers. It's quite insane. It starts to beg the question: What really happens when you leave Earth? Uh huh. Right. That's and and I know there's a lot of people with a lot of different beliefs. And I respect all of them. I think that that's one thing we should all do, learn to do Absolutely. is to respect each other's faith, right? Whatever, whatever you choose, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you're free to believe what you want to believe. I, I think that's a big, and I think people are, again, not crushing on Gen Z. You, ha- you can't go a podcast without mentioning but, them. But I think, love them so I much. think this next generation <laughs> has figured that out. You know what I'm saying? I really believe that. So- uh, on a positive note, like we're we're going to stay positive this morning, I think that if you haven't had the chance, I mean, obviously you've probably heard about it on the news and seen a few of the photographs that the the major networks have put up, but go ahead and Google it and dig in and and read some of the uh, interviews with some of these guys that are way smarter than I could even try to comprehend and it is really fascinating stuff have you got into james webb telescope tiktok yet i have not but a lot of people are posting about it yeah have you uh, well only because my coworker um at the office she and i are like really excited about this telescope well, and it's amazing and we're we're both kind of similar in like we like science and space but we don't completely understand it 
Um, and so she's been on James Webb Telescope TikTok, and <laughs> right. she's been saving videos to show me. Isn't it just <laughs> so crazy? So we can help each other right. grasp what is happening. But it's I, I think this is one of those things that has kind of brought everybody together. Yeah, it is it, in, in, it, a, in, it, in a cool way. I think it's just it because it, it makes you realize how small we are. We're all here on this earth and there's no reason to behave in the manner in which we are. And just the fact that we're here is a miracle. Right. That we even exist. Right. As Can you imagine little if, specks if in there, space. If there is, and I believe there is other intelligent life. And if they were to travel and view us here. They would probably look at this small, insignificant planet and be like, why are those creatures down there trying to kill each other? Why are they so mad? They have such a beautiful planet with all of this going on. Why aren't they taking care of it? And why are they fighting over walls? Oh, God, that's such a good point. Honestly, that's that's how you would view it, right? I wish more people would think like that. I think there are, Gen Z. Gen Z. Looking at you, Gen Z. <laughs> Some... <laughs> Some of the, and I think, well, I think it started with your generation. Millennials were the first to start to get that, Mm -hmm. again, that free thinking spirit, right? And, and they were encouraged to be free thinkers because I think is what we're realizing today versus 100 years ago is how small this little spot is that we call planet earth, right? It's so small and we're so small. And it's, and it's, uh. If we, as I'm talking about the human race, if we were to just vanish, can you imagine how the earth would flourish? Mm, Think yeah. about that. Think about it. Like I was just, you look at the virus here, here, here. That's what they were saying. Remember when COVID started? <laughs> and like there was dolphins swimming right. like through the whatever. What is wrong with me? What's the, the canals? Well, there's lots of them. No, but the ones where the, in Venice. Oh. Good night. In Venice, there was like right. dolphins swimming in the canals and they were like, we are the virus. Because nobody was moving around. Right, remember, right, right, re- right. remember seeing the clear skies over the, the uh, like Beijing and Shanghai, yeah. China, and, and even Los Angeles here in the United States. The, people hadn't seen that skyline in decades. I mean, it had been like a half a century since it, it had been that clear. It's it, it was a lot of funny memes at the time, but when you stop and think about it, it's like, Ugh, Right. We kind of are. Right. You know, and I, I just think that the earth obviously knows how to take care of itself. Yeah, we should. Okay, get the recycling stuff out. Right. Well, here's the deal, because like they were talking about, here we are in southern Minnesota. We're facing a uh, another heat wave. We're looking at a couple of weeks with 90s heat indexes around 100, maybe a little above that. And it's just going to be super humid and almost a sultry type uh, atmosphere, right? Really just almost jungle-like. And it does, it gets like that. But it was weird. I don't know if I had a moment of enlightenment or what, mm. but I thought to myself when I was watching the forecast, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, rather than look at that and be like, oh, God, how am I going to stay cool? I was thinking, literally thinking to myself, here we are in the middle of July, and man, are the plants going to flourish. The gardens are going to just mm-hmm. take off. Our, our ferns up front and everything around the ho- house in the gardens that surround the house are just going. Because whenever we get that kind of weather, they just take off. And normally in the middle of July and then late July closing in on August, the lawn and everything just starts to begin. It's very slow 
descent into becoming dormant. Yep. Right? But no, this is going to be like this huge shot in the arm because I've been home this summer. I've, I've watered, done everything I could, fertilize properly. Everything great. Right. And it's just like, I was like, I'm not going to let what happened last summer with the drought happen mm-hmm. again. And I'm like, man, I'm getting a lot of help from Mother Nature this year. And uh, it was weird when I was watching the weather. I'm like, this is great. Well, I that's love this. much. See, this, like we started the podcast saying we're going to talk about something fun and lighthearted and positive today. Because right. there's a lot of stuff that isn't those things. But it's like when you look for the good right, in a situation, that's what you'll see. Right. And I wish not even just with situations, but I think more people need to look for the good in each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And then concentrate and focus on that because it's so easy to look for the negative. It is. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think that's because of the way we've been conditioned with a lot of like, I don't think that's our nature. I think we've been conditioned because of what we, we are inundated with on social media and the news and television and all of the things like right. body like image. Everything all, yeah. highlights our differences. And I wonder what it would be like if we spent more time thinking of the ways that we're the same. And which there's a ton of and, and more, more than actual. But there's I've, I've always thought this, too. I mean, a deep thought. But uh, we had I was in the Marine Corps. We were in the field one night. Man, do you have a lot of time to think and talk mm-hmm. out there, especially years ago when there was it was just you and all of your buddies hanging out yep. for months at a time. And we had this discussion. We were like, you know, with war, it's funny how usually it's a handful of people, sometimes four or five, yeah, dict- that make the decision to send legions of men and women out to kill each other. What if everybody just said, no, no we're not going to do that. If you two have a problem with each, each other, go settle it. But you know what? We're not going to do it. What if everybody, what if people just said that? Right. Is it 1969? Oh my God, it is. <laughs> but I mean, that's light if, up the peace. If sign. you think about the insanity of that, you no, know you're right though. Or or a group, a group of government. Let's say a few dozen, maybe even a couple of hundred people, mm-hmm. send millions out to slaughter each other because they have an agenda. When and in, like to what end? When in reality, like what are you proving or right. accomplishing? Because I, I think most people, if you if you, their minds hadn't been polluted with all this stuff would encounter any other individual on the face of the earth, walk into their home, land, wherever, and be curious and want to sit down and maybe have a meal with them and like talk about maybe, life. Maybe learn right. about their experiences and their perspectives. I'm telling you. Maybe when the aliens land, that's what they'll do. <laughs> why are you guys, what, I, if, what if an alien walked I, up and like knocked on the door with like a bag of Doritos and was like, why are you guys so mad? Right, right. What? What's everybody so mad about? I've and I'm not kidding. I think that the, these these photos from the Webb Telescope and all of the other stuff that has surfaced in regards to the unknowns, I think in the near future is going to be the biggest story that man has ever. <gasps> Would that be cool? It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I just I you. It's almost like we're being set up for it. Don't get me started down that. I path. know, I know, because there's that. There's that. Are we living a sim? sim? Are we living in a sim? I'm All not right? convinced that we aren't. <laughs> On that note, again, if if you have not had a chance to dig in 
to this a little bit deeper with these pictures. They are just fantastic, and it'll take your mind off every negative thing well, for a while. You can anyways. get lost in space. L- oh, wow. Are you like that? That, that, that? That's a good one. Speaking of lost in space, uh, we're going to have a new space. Yes! Uh, and that is coming soon, so so stand by. Oh, we should post some pictures here quick. Well, let's post some pictures, but I, I want to tell you my I found a new term, a decor style term that for, I'm for what we're we're building. Yes, look up Hollywood Regency. Really? Yeah, that's kind of it's it's kind of. I got vibe. excited when you told me that we could have uh, perhaps showcase some of the prints from one of my favorite artists who really captured, I believe, the 80s and early 90s even. And his name's Patrick Nagel. He's passed away, but his art is brilliant, and I would like to have an artist approved original, but I don't have a half a million dollars. You told me that a long time ago that you would like to have a Patrick Nagel, and I looked at them, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like, this was a long time ago. Right. And I was not necessarily on the same vibe as I am now. Right. And I was like, I don't know about that. that w- what would people think if we had one of those half-naked ladies in but our house? Not, but they're not all half-naked ladies. And now I'm like, let's get five of them. They're cool. But did he not ca- if if you like they're the, cool. If you like the uh Apple TV series physical, yeah. You'd have to like his, I mean, you you get the vibe? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not for everyone, but it's cool. I don't, you know, and again, anybody that's creative knows that you're drawn to just create people, it's certain, art. certain things, well, and certain types of art, everybody's different, yeah. but your creative mind will draw you to something and it's hard to explain. And the first time I saw his art was with a friend when I was in college and uh, he was, came from a wealthy family, a really well. Did they have some? He had a, about a half dozen <gasps> artist approved, no. s- signed on the, Yeah. He had legit, I mean, it was his art collection, Nagel collection, had to have been a million bucks or more. And I was in North Oaks, where, I mean, that was, a, I don't, it still is one of the more, more affluent communities outside the Twin Cities. And I would go to his home, and uh, I remember walking. He had him set up with lighting and everything. He had a special area for his of art in the home and was downstairs next to the entertainment area. And I would just stand in there and just stare mm-hmm. and be like, oh, my God. What is it like to have this kind of money? Just that, go out and buy this stuff, someday. right? Someday. I know. Manifest it. That's what I thought. Attract like, it. Maybe one day I'll, mm, I'll have my it. own, right? Speaking of cool stuff and uh, ladies, you, 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 you got somebody that you need, you want to talk about. Yes. I know you do. Heat Salon and Lifestyle Studio. Um, not only is it a full-service salon, extensions, eyelashes, um, all of your hair services, but also a lifestyle wellness boutique custom tea blends um like a wellness and beauty tea. we actually got to sample some we of the tea we did and it is delicious and not only is it delicious it brews in this beautiful bright pink color that is just i love the it makes it a whole experience yeah, i love the flavor it was fantastic when you're drinking it so you can you can actually go to heat and purchase these lifestyle products. You don't have to have a, a hair appointment or be, even be a customer um, for their hair services. You can go in and buy these products like the beauty tea, like the makeup. They have a, a new line of makeup that is from a local company based out of the Twin Cities. It's all not tested on animals, um, clean beauty products, and just this 
beautiful selection um, of wellness items at Heat Salon. So you can find them at heatthestudio.com, Instagram, Facebook. You can check their products out there. Uh, but just walk right in um, right off Madison Avenue in Mankato and check out the lifestyle stuff at Heat, Heat Salon and you will feel like it's nice to pamper yourself. And it's nice. It feels good to look good. It feels good to look good and it feels good to to select things right. that are special that make you feel good. And again, we don't talk about or endorse any product that we don't use or or with people that we don't trust or or know. And we've been, we've come to know a lot of them over decades yeah. in broadcast. So, uh keep that in mind. Speaking of looking great and feeling great, it there's nothing you can do for yourself that will improve all of you better than just drinking more water. And if you do that with clear, crisp, clean drinking water with a kinetical system, you can't you can't beat it. Yeah. Garlic's water conditioning installed the kinetical water system in our home about six years ago. And uh, we have fresh filtered clean water right on the tap. It was a very non-invasive process to get it installed. And we have an older home. Right. Um, it was quick, easy. And the cool thing about uh, Kinetico and Garlic's is that they do an analysis of your water to identify your needs. And so it's not only just filtered water, it's customized for you. Yeah. If you think that the bottled water that you're drinking is pure, you're crazy. That's, that is a stone cold fact. I mean, it's not, a lot of it's not any better than tap water. So if you want legit clean water, a Kinetico system is where it's at. It's funny when you see people a lot of, like Suzanne Summers was one of the ones that brought this up in the last couple of years, I've always wondered, I'm like, why doesn't she look like she's aging? And she's 70, right? Or close to, at least. if not in her 70s. At least, yeah. And somebody asked in an interview, they were like, how do you stay looking so young? And she said, I drink a ton of water. I'm not kidding. I believe and, it. And you see that. A combination of that and not consuming alcohol, you will age in reverse. Seriously. There's not, I'm not even, not even, not even kidding. So, uh, and again, it's all environmentally friendly as well with these Kinetico systems. So I'm telling you, give Garlics a call and ask them. They'll, they'll come out. They'll, they'll test your water. They'll tell you what you need. It's one of the best long-term investments you'll ever make for your home. So we have a link on our website. Uh, they're Just click on it. They're all, all of our sponsors are right there, georgeandjess.com. Have a all great right. weekend, little moonbeam. <laughs> yeah, stay positive. <laughs> Keep the positive vibes going. And we'll be back with you again Monday morning at 6 a.m.